0: Hello and good evening. I'm your host, Sterling McKinley, and you are watching the In the Black podcast, where every week we interview minority and black entrepreneurs and we share their challenges, their ups and downs, and share their story. But most importantly, we share how they built a profitable business. Tonight, we have a very special guest. Uh, Miss Rosalyn Halsley is our guest tonight. She is a World renowned stylist, a master designer, a motivator, a child of God, <laughs> and also <laughs> the owner of Studio, Sa- oh, sorry, Studio 7 The Salon and Spy here in Baltimore, Maryland. Roslyn, how hey, are you? Thanks hey. for being on the show.
1: Yes, I am honored. Thank you for even thinking of me, Sterling.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Well, th- to start off, you know, I gave a brief bio because I think bios are boring to read, they're long and they're so I want you to just take 30 seconds and tell us who you are and exactly what do you, what do you do?
1: Okay, great. So I am Roslyn Holsey. Um, I am a lifelong hairstylist. I've been a salon owner since 1994, but I'm in my current business, which I like to call my real salon business because I pay people taxes as well as their <laughs> salaries. Um, I've been at this salon 13 years on the books. And we have done um, actually six expansions. Yeah, six expansions. So we are now, quote unquote, three levels.
0: Awesome. Thanks for that. So um, we met years ago. I think it's maybe seven Mm -hmm. years ago. I was teaching class, I think, on digital marketing. And I believe you were in the audience. So I was. um, You know, I've been there. I've seen your journey along the way, seeing where you started and where you're at now. So. Uh, let's mm-hmm. go back to the beginning on the salon. How did you get yes. into the whole hairstyling business and how did the salon cut come to be?
1: Sure. So um basically um how I started doing hair was um as a young woman, young child, I got placed with my grandmother because my mom had a nervous breakdown. And my grandmother kept giving me jury curls like over <laughs> and over and over. So um, I started, um, you know, using a good old straightening comb and doing my own hair. And before you know it, it was something very, very natural to me. And when it was time to go to hair school, um, high school, I did really well so I could go to a vocational school at the time. And um, cosmetology was full. So I met my first boss at the time, who was my barber and teacher. His name was the late, great Willie Hurry. I owe everything to him. Okay. And um, he said to me in a whole ways, like, well, what you saying for her? you ever thought about Barbara? And I was like, I don't want to be with men. And he was like, well, you'd be surprised. <laughs> and here we are. Right. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. Um, so, yeah, thanks for sharing how you got started. So, like you said, once you went to uh school, you did all that. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure you were, you were a student. But from there, how did you transition to being just, uh, you know, a licensed styles of barber to having your own salon?
1: Hmm, I want to say that the opportunity kind of like fell in my arms to just be radical a little bit. I wanted to do something that I didn't see being done before. Um, okay. so I worked for a couple people, i you know spent longevity in salons, I wasn't like the new professionals today jumping around. I literally stayed places and outgrew the places, and when I did. Right. Um, I decided um, in 1994 that I wanted to give it a stab at entrepreneurship. And I opened wow. my first salon at 1155 North Curry Street in the heart okay. of San Town where I grew up. Okay, great. That, that was my first salon. It was called A Stylist Dream. Right.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. So going back to that, um, I think we all learned things, but what did you learn from having that first uh, experience an entrepreneur? What are some of, some of your early wins and some of your early uh I don't want to say failures, but your early learning experiences. share that with us.
1: So I want to say my first learning experience was, I guess I had to shift from being just a hobby hairstylist and become more business savvy. And what that mean was putting my numbers on a book, because then I started to want to inquire things like buying cars, homes. And um, just being right. a salon professional wasn't enough to touch cash mm-hmm. without paying my taxes. So that was right. one of the biggest things that transitioned me.
0: Okay, okay, great. All right. Um, so you sent since then you've um, expanded, I think, six times. So what was your your next step? What was your next evolution, and what made you take that next step?
1: <sighs> I think I wanted to not be just a uh, Hairdresser. I wanted to be a stylist, and I wanted to be a one-stop experience where I would be in control of not only what I use behind the chair, but make sure my clients partner with me. And then I realized there was this niche around experience. Right? Okay. It was more than just being a stylist. Like, how do you get them to fall in love with what you have? The author, your salon experience. So right. that's what made me kind of transition and start looking for high-end um, experiences.
0: Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned this before, but talk about some of your early mentors and your mentors even now that kind of help wow. you kind of, you know, learn some things along the way.
1: Yeah. So um, the first person that I have to give homage to, again, is Willie Hurley. Yeah. Um, Willie Hurry was my barbering teacher. Not only was he my barbering teacher, Willie hired me um, at the tender age of 17. Oh, wow. And he literally bought every tool I needed. And he was very hard on me. He was like, if you come late, you're fired. If you talk (laughs) back, you're fired. If you look at me crazy, you're fired. (laughs) And he he set me down. You know, he was one of those people that set you down. And um, because I came from such a raw background, he said to Uh me, if you always take care of your tools and renew your license, you'll eat for the rest of your life. Because that was Uh my fear of how I'm going to live, you know. So it was him, his knowledge, the way he moved, the power that he possessed right. the way we just would get in line when he would walk through the door. It was so enticing mm-hmm. and I loved it. Right. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Great. Um, yeah, thanks for, thanks for sharing that. Sure. Um, anyone else that was kind of a mentor that helped you along the way?
1: I would say, um, my, um, his protege, her name was Kern Bradford at the time, Kern Sims. Okay. Kern worked for him and um let me see my oldest daughter is 34 i re i used to sneak upstairs to shampoo with her and Kern <laughs> right. used to make back then 34 years old 34 years ago about two thousand dollars a week
0: oh wow okay and
1: that was a lot of money back then and i was like <laughs> right. i got to i got to understand this and sure enough i went to work with her and mm. um Got my speed up my professionalism right. and she is still in contact with me today like oh, the, wow. one of the greatest people i ever worked for yep
0: great okay mm-hmm. um i like what you said about um she made money back then you know it was 30 yes. years ago and she's making two thousand a month so mm-hmm. let's talk about that because the show sure. is called in, in the black and mm-hmm. that's really all about you know it's great to have a business to have yeah. a side hustle but in the, the day is about making profit. So, Absolutely. what are some things you learn along the way, along the year to say these things if I do them they'll help me increase my profit and my profit margins?
1: So, one of the biggest things I did was I took less and I put my profits back in my salon. Okay. So, what that allowed me to do was live minimally um, and also to you know, I uh, made sure that I partner with the people that kind of did the vision with me. I always wanted a vision of them being able to purchase homes and having great credit. Right. And so those are the, some things I did. I made sure that no matter how hard things were behind the scenes, mm-hmm. that I would take care of the people that really grind with me. And that's really right. the biggest thing that you could possibly do as a business owner is take care of the people that are in your vision.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So if you had to go back in time, uh, what would you tell your, your younger self starting out? Something that you wish you, you had done when you were you know, still new in the industry?
1: I would have saved a lot of my money. Um, okay. When I first started out, I was such a fast stylist. I was doing about 40 people a day. Oh, wow. And um, back then, now that I look at it, even though I have the mm-hmm. house, my kids went to private school and all of that. i was making ten thousand dollars a day if i was smart i would Mm -hmm. be retired today (laughs) i would have put that money up because that's the danger of legalized drug dealing is the fact that you touch a lot of cash but if you don't know what to do with it it gets away from you quickly so i wish if i could have did that i would lived off of less invest more and i would have purchased every Mm -hmm. building that i own worked Mm
0: -hmm. in yeah that makes sense so you talked about um you know your kids going to private school so how did you balance that you know work-life balance being being a mom you know being a wife and then still you know being a salon owner how, how did that work
1: um we had no room for do-overs okay. um i set the groundwork the expectation was we don't have time for do-overs um i literally made sure dinner was cooked before i went to the salon okay um i made sure that they did homework my kids were very very well trained well responsible girls right um and when i met my husband um his rules was you can work as much as you want as long as you're in the house before i go to my night shift job and that's how we did it yeah just you know made sure dinner was done washing clothes i sometimes i don't even right. know sterling how i did it was nothing but the <laughs> grace of god um yeah when you look back on it like i probably never touched the ground it was just about the current right. that was dangling in front of me mm-hmm.
0: right okay yeah so yeah let's talk about your daughters because now they work with you yes is that right yes okay. they do okay. so, they so are, let's uh, talk about what? what did they learn just from from seeing you you know moved all the years and talk about that and talk about what they do now and helping you with your salon oh my
1: god i'm so emotional about this so (laughs) um first of all um as a mom you never know what kind of roots and 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 things you put in your kid's life until they become adults and they can you know really you know show you that they can survive without you that was always the mission the mission was for them to live without me if i died the day of tomorrow that they could still survive I would say um, the greatest decision I ever made was allowing them to partner with me. Okay. Um, they are, you know, true entrepreneurs. My oldest daughter owns her own business and it does very well. My youngest daughter right. is a grant writer for a university. She okay, does great. well. Um, the best thing I could do is let mm-hmm. them bring their strengths to the business where right. I have never been so happy in business in my okay. life. And it's not even about the money. It's about... Right sharing responsibility so i can do what mm-hmm. i'm great at
0: so yeah talk about that what are some of their strengths what do they bring sure. to, to the business that you did, didn't have
1: yeah so um balance that's what they okay. bring great. they take the emotion out of business i fall in love with people <laughs> and right. um i just want everybody to win yeah. i just want them to win and mm-hmm. right now my motto for this year is business needs business right. needs um, emotions are just there, and those are things that will not cause a business to be profitable. So, right. my oldest daughter she does marketing, um, she okay. runs the spa, she does all these things to get clients in the door, and she 's a client right. acquisition, meaning she talks to the clients, find out what their needs are mm-hmm. and my youngest daughter, oh my gosh, she deals with the team she 's operations, okay. she does payroll she does um all of my postings she does um grants she knows numbers she look at pdl she's on my back about how much money Mm -hmm. i spend and she makes sure that the the stylists and the designers get exactly what we promised that we would give them when hiring them
0: okay Yep. Mm -hmm. great yeah thanks for uh, thanks sharing that um i like one thing you said too um about taking the emotion out of business Um, yes you know, because one thing, we all have emotions, but it's about yeah. how you manage those emotions. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, if you're in business and you're going off your emotions, you can make good A lot of mistakes as well. So um, mm-hmm. t- talk about that. What is, if you want to, what are some <laughs> decisions that you made in hindsight that you, you would take back that were made off, you know, uh, off emotions?
1: Yes. So I have learned this saying recently from watching The Great Miles Monroe instead of doing what's good i want to do what's right
0: mm. so
1: a lot of times yeah. i had people what i like to call hobby hairstylists hang out with me
0: okay
1: um didn't have a vision um just loved the right. atmosphere right. of the salon but wasn't producing and those those right. people cost me a lot of money eventually mm-hmm. they left right. but i would have right. loved to been able to be like i don't love you so much where I would be an enabler or a crippler in their right, decision-making. Right. However, I had some really great ones. I hope that everybody that ever been right. under me have experienced my greatness. You know, it's a quiet untapped greatness, but I tend right. to give it out more than I keep it in. Right. Um, and I would have focused on business needs. That's what I would say. Business needs are what does the number say? The numbers tell a story, not my love for you, because exactly. at the end of the day, they're all gone. And I still have this great big big vision and every decision I made was for the people. Right. Okay. So I would say that definitely has something has really changed. Um, if you don't want to do the work, I won't reward you openly. And hopefully I've gotten us strong enough to dismiss people from the vision quicker than to let them linger on and take down everything I'm fighting for.
0: Right. Okay, great. Um, let's kind of shift gears a little bit. Sure. um, You know, in your, your bio, I right, but a lot of things, but, but mm-hmm. you also... Um, you do a lot of things, but let's talk about some <laughs> of your, your work with the church. Um, I understand sure. you're, you're a minister, so let's talk about yes. some of that and how that intertwines Ooh. with a, a lot of your business uh, as well. Yes.
1: So, I am. before I'm a hairstylist, I am a true bona fide girl of God. I love okay. God. I love everything about God. I love to stretch my faith muscle beyond limitations. But one of the things I missed as um, someone that did not grow up in a church was a place to find comfortable in him. And so okay. one of the ministries that I lead is new members, you know, okay. so right. I'm that person that, you know, pray, pray you know, it's right. a group of us and we're passionate about mm-hmm. new believers in Christ. Right. Um, some other things I do is I'm right there with my pastor. I love my pastor. You hear me? Mm-hmm. I love that man. I've been with him for 18 years. But
0: What's your pastor's name?
1: His name is um, Tyrone M. Thomas, okay, right? In him and my you, first lady.
0: What, what's the name of your church?
1: Um, it's called Charity Church, the City of okay. Truth. We're right okay. in Woodlawn, Maryland. So right. I um, went to First Mount Olive. He was the first assistant to Bishop Oscar Brown. And when he okay. left there, I joined churches with him. So right. um, the greatest decision I ever made, my pastor is an on-time preacher. He is a, a lodger for the people. He literally gives me that extra boost to keep fighting. Right. And every word that he's actually spoke over my life was an on time word. So yes, right. I love anything of God. That's how I got this fall actually is faith.
0: Wow. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. Think thanks for sharing that. Um yeah, it, you know, I think that's something that um, in business that people don't talk enough about, but it take it takes faith. Yeah. Um, you know, definitely. Um belief not only in yourself, but you know, in God in, in the higher power. Because uh, there are times definitely when things uh, can get a little bit <laughs> shaky and you need that faith mm-hmm. to uh to, to to make it through. So um that's really important. So Yeah. Uh next thing we have a second we call uh Explain That Graham. And uh okay. it's a picture of you. I think you're fist bumping your pastor. Um uh-huh. since we're talking about your pastor now, let's, let's <laughs> do this now. So tell me what's going on in, in, in this picture.
1: Okay. So basically a couple of weeks ago, um, my pastor was preaching a sermon by the title, of it's too small Okay. and right in the midst of that, that picture, he's coming on the labrador. He's right at the end of the sermon where he gets really excited. Um, the scripture is like coming live. The church is hype. Um, of course we're in COVID. So nobody is in there. I'm one of right. the lucky ones who was, um, you know, able to be there with him the whole entire time okay. during COVID. Right. And so he literally in the spirit just said, Roz, fifth about me It's too mm-hmm. small and everything that left wasn't supposed to be. And what God has for you is greater. And right. that's what you see that um, was just me and him both touching and agreeing because mm-hmm. when two or more touch and right. agree, you know, it's like it's gonna happen. So that's right. what he was doing. And um I don't even know if he realized what's going on right now, but mm-hmm. it was really that extra boost I need to keep right. fighting. So yep.
0: All right. All right, That that's mm-hmm. great. Um Yeah, let's let's see what else we can talk about. So let's talk about talk about now. Um let's talk uh-huh. about the salon some more. So Sure. Um you used to have have two floors. You said now yes. you have a have a third floor. So tell me I about do. that that new okay. addition and what services you offer.
1: Okay. So um, I was recently um, looking around for how I can do something else instead of open up another physical location. Right. I realized that um, now that I have all new professionals, I wanted to figure out how can I train? Okay. And so I stumbled upon this other floor in my building. And um, just like that, I got it furnished. So it's right. called Parting Hairs, E, okay. And Parting Hairs is my new Theme name, far as what I'm going to be doing, far as branding, like yourself. Right. And it's going to talk about beauty, business, and the Bible.
0: Okay. And, like that. But at
1: this moment, I'm using it to train my new hires and okay. um, also leasing it out as event space because a lot of people have closed their um, physical mm-hmm. building and the virtual space. So I'm going right. to be hosting events, hosting okay. educators, that type of thing. So I'm hoping that it launches really well.
0: Great. Okay. That's awesome. So like I said, you have three floors now. So what happens on three. that's the first floor. Well that's the top floor. What's on, on the uh-huh. next floor? That that that's the main salon, right? On the on the main floor. The
1: main salon is on the street level and then the okay. spa is two thousand suite on the bottom level and then right. suite two oh three is fifteen hundred square feet.
0: Oh wow. Oh yeah. Tell me about some of the services you offer there. I know of course sure. salon and spa service, but kinda of go into more mm-hmm. detail, kinda of what makes sure what makes you different so, and not only mm-hmm. different but You know going back to that profit what are some of the things you you learn is how to price and how to market your different services absolutely
1: so i wish i could say i was that smart but um (laughs) uh, right before covid i hired a company called the summit salon team and they actually did um an analysis of my entire business and gave me um the numbers that i should be charging of course like i said let the numbers dictate the way right so we all we're a full service multicultural salon and spa um, what that means mm-hmm. is that we offer a total body experience. So my mission is beauty from okay. the inside out where service complements the cosmetic completely. Right. So I wanted to create something where people could come and feel awesome. You know, there's time I pray with clients. There's time, you know, I encourage clients, even my team. So we offer all hair services for all textures. Okay. We offer facials, manicures, pedicures, mm-hmm. massage, waxing, spray tan, right. teeth whitening, Mm-hmm. and i'm sure it's something else but i can't think of it right <laughs> off hand right. um, and we um do have you know um retail for pickup as well so yeah we do a, a couple things and we're totally cloud-based so you're virtual if you need to be
0: mm-hmm. but whatever
1: you need you know
0: awesome awesome that's great you offer a lot of services you mentioned yeah. before that you have a curbside service it kind of explain we do what, what happens with that okay
1: So um, curbside was something I wanted to do. I noticed in Mount Vernon, we don't Mm -hmm. have anything besides CVS that offer professional brands. And even if you don't want to purchase services from us, that's fine, but I wanted to um, have a location where if you needed products and services for like gift cards and things like that that you can do that from our mobile app or our website and we can have it ready for you you can pay we can send you what is called a self-pay invoice okay you pay for it at your own leisure and my front desk professional will pack it up and have it right at the door where you don't have to come in expose us or we expose you
0: awesome that's awesome okay mm-hmm. um great well we're kind of in the time here so um... sure I have a question I ask everybody. So if we end uh, this uh, talk today, you go outside your, your home and your office mm-hmm. and you see a, a lottery ticket on the ground for $10 million and it's a winning ticket. If you won $10 million today, what would you do with that money?
1: I would turn that $10 million into $10 billion
0: <laughs> <Okay>.
1: <laughs> quickly. i I already <laughs> gotten plans for it, I'm a fleet of mobile <laughs> of trucks. Right. A couple um businesses, but I really have a passion to open up a school. I want to take an old church okay. and transform it into a cosmetology school. Okay, All right. yeah, Great. that's what I really want to do. Save some of these churches with that historic value, those nice right. bricks and those steeples, and really turn it into a full fledged cosmetology right.
0: school. And you're also yeah. on the um, is the Maryland Board of Cosmetology? Is that correct? Yes, okay, yes, tell I am. I'm government about important.
1: That. So basically, um, the government will look for salon professionals to okay. give insight. And we talk over agendas, policies, right. procedures, and um, different topics on keeping the policies in place to help okay. us stay a strong. Right. You know, and we need to stay regulated. That's one of the mm-hmm. things. I don't want us to be not licensed anymore. I want us to right. fight for our licenses yeah. and make more people understand that this is a great profession. But you got to do mm-hmm. the work to respect it so it can stay around and have some jurisdiction
0: right okay great all right so um tell our viewers and listeners uh one where your salon is located and how they can get in contact with you
1: sure so our salon is called studio seven the salon and spa we're located Mm -hmm. right in the heart of mount vernon in front of the washington monument our salon address is 800 north charles street we are suite 100 m 10 f and 203 you can find us even on our website. You can download our mobile app where apps are found. Or you can just simply pop in and visit. You know, with COVID, we do ask that you bring a mask. And um, or you can give us a call. The number is 410-528-7158. And again, I'm Rosalind Hosey, and you can email me at info at studio7 the salon and Spa.
0: Awesome. Well, well, thank you again, Rosalind, for this, this sure. sharing your story with us. and Like I said, you you, you do uh, so much and you know, on this, this program, we're all about this sharing stories of uh, black and minority business owners. And not only that, like you said, you shared so many different nuggets and tips about how you can be profitable. And I think the one thing uh, that you said, that stuck out to me was once again, taking the emotion out of business. Yes. Um, and I think that, that that's, that's key. I mean, once again, we all have emotions, but mm-hmm. it's how do you manage those? And right. that emotion can be being afraid to charge too much. Yeah. <laughs> it can be keeping the wrong employee person on. So I think when we really can put emotions aside, because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. we're running a business. Yes. You know, I, I would say if you want to have a hobby, if you want to make things in your basement, arts and craft, do that. And yeah. That could be run by your emotions. But if you're in a business, like the title of the show, you're trying we're to be in for profits. You're trying mm-hmm. to make th- that profit. So, uh, thanks for sharing that that tip Appreciate that I got it. from you. Um Also, once again, the importance of having a mentor. Um, yeah. Because along the way, we all going to make mistakes, but if you have someone yes. that can guide you along mm-hmm. the way and somebody mm-hmm. that early on can teach you what things to avoid, I think it's that mm-hmm. much better for you. Um, yeah. So once again, thank you uh, for being on thank the show. Thank you for having um, me,
1: Sterling. It's always a again, pleasure.
0: Thank you, thank you for being here. <laughs> once again, Uh, thank you yeah. for uh, joining us on In the Black. Um, Every Thursday uh, at 5 p.m. we're gonna be here talking once again about minority and black entrepreneurs, about their challenges and their struggles, and most importantly, what they did to stay in the black. So yeah. thanks again and we'll see you next thank week.
1: Thank you, I'll be Later. listening. All right, All right. take Bye. care, bye-bye.